mean, I have run a tight ship over here, so... <laughs> I, I got a little sidetracked. Tara and I have... Earlier, she, we've been working on that. If you check on Facebook, her uh, Calvin and Hobbes yeah. decorations for winter. Oh! And then... Yep, they're up. Nice, I'll have to look at that. Do you want to do you want yeah. to tell our do, really do you want to good. tell our listeners about it? Uh, so if they've read Calvin and Hobbes, and basically Tara has always wanted to do Halloween or Halloween Christmas decorations of the uh, Calvin and Hobbes uh, snowmen, the ones that are like protesting Calvin's dad out front. So we've been working on those. She got plywood. She painted them. She cut them out with a jigsaw. She did all that. I figured out a way to get like a a hinge going on it so we could do kind of like an easel situation and they're finally out in the front yard and there's a spotlight right in my eye from where i'm sitting <laughs> well that but yeah they look really good that's exciting i'll post a picture up on the website yeah i mean listeners ryan and tara were talking about this like six weeks ago so i am I congratulate you on it coming to fruition <laughs> Tara's been talking about this for years, and I've been like, I don't know, this seems like a lot. And this year, she's like, I'm doing it. And I'm like, okay. Well, she did I also it. think her, her idea is smart of like, start small and then add <laughs> as the years. I don't think we have any room to add. We have a very small front yard. <laughs> B, they're not small. I, one of the pictures is Tara next to them, and it, it gives you a real sense of scale because they are six feet tall. <laughs> they are humongous. Oh, oh okay. Well. Yeah, I don't think I had that um, sense of scale when you uh, when you when you showed oh, yeah. me the pictures last night. Yes. I'll, let me send you. I'll, I'll send the one here. Well, well, the the other thing I was doing before we started was I was going through Tara and I sometimes go through like recent movie uh, trailers just to be like, hey, do you want to go see this? You want to go see this? And I was I showed her. The Black Widow, the the Wonder Woman two just came out today. Oh, okay. And the the new James Bond, and I was gonna see if you had seen any of those and had any thoughts. Uh, I have not. I don't even. I didn't even know that two of those movies existed. I didn't know Wonder Woman two was coming out. I didn't know Black Widow. Is that the, is that Scarlett Johansson's character from the Avengers? Yes. Okay. I didn't know about that. I did. So she has her own. She has her own movie coming I out. I did know there was a new James Bond movie only because a podcast I was listening to was talking was speculating as to who might sing the song for this one. I had a talk with us with people. I my vote was Lady Gaga. I think she could pull it off. They yeah they were talking. They were because the last one was Sam Smith and the previous one was Adele and they were like okay so you think boy the Sam Smith one is so boring. <laughs> I honestly, I, I know the Adele one, obviously, because it's Skyfall. Oh, it's, um, it's, Adele is a top five James Bond song, well, period. And they were saying, Skyfall is, is, is possibly top three. They were trying to think of if it would be most likely a British singer, because that's kind of the trend, but then they talked about the fact that, like, Tina Turner has sung the, has sung a previous Bond one, so they were thinking, um, maybe Harry Styles, uh, like, Billie Eilish, like Dua Lipa, Lady Gaga was one they thought they thought about. They thought about like Rihanna. Um, basically, the sky's the limit. So, I think Lady Gaga has the pipes to do it. Mm-hmm. I think she's not so much. I mean, there there have been a lot of like flash in the pan people who have done James Bond things in the past. Duran Duran did one. Uh, the guys, the Aha. I would argue that Duran Duran is not a flash has. in the pan. At the time that they did it, yes, I'd oh. say they were they were they had not been around that long. They did it in 1987, so they had a few years under their okay. belt, but they weren't like the staying power. Like Adele was a sensation, I think, when she did it. Oh. Sam Smith, I had no idea who he oh, was. Oh, so see, and I'm kind of surprised that Sam Smith did it as early on as he did because yes, he was popular, but I think he was people still didn't think he'd really like didn't know if he had staying power, and now he has an Oscar, so. Um. Right, and then, but I also think Lady Gaga has some gravitas to her. Yes. Like she has a wide range; she can do weird, strange pop music, but she could also pull one of these. And that—that that was the point they were making: is that it has to be somebody who's not just production. It has to be somebody who can actually mm-hmm. sing really well on their own. So, um, yes, yeah. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Listeners, let us know who you think will be singing the the song oh, for the next James Bond movie. It's also the last one with Daniel Craig, so uh, they said it's got to be a good one. I I uh, I could talk about Dan, I could talk about I could talk about Dan Craig, but I could also talk about uh, James Bond. I hope there's a there's a James Bond adjacent Fraser episode so I could talk. I I love James Bond. 
here's where I don't... Tara and I are going back through all of them. Here's where I don't shock you at all and say, I've never seen a single James Bond movie. <laughs> you haven't seen any of the new ones? Nope. nope. I didn't see Casino oh, Roy- okay. Royale. I didn't see Skyfall. I didn't see any of the Pierce Brosnan ones. I... No. Sean Connery. I mean, I've seen bit snippets of, like, older ones, like, with Sean Connery. Um, right. But And I know, like, a lot of titles and everything, but... Um, kind of I the new one is called No Time to Die which I think is just a really good bad James Bond title that also wasn't there a James Bond movie called Tomorrow Never Dies yes that's the that's a Pierce Brosnan yeah so like (laughs) they need to get a little bit more Cheryl Crow Cheryl Crow saying well a lot of them are die there's a there's a a, a podcast I I listen to die another day uh die another day I was thinking of you to a kill die another day is terrible um, there's a podcast I do where they do a James Bond draft and they like pick people from other movies and they make their perfect James Bond oh, movie. That's a really but sad then, yeah, when they name it, you you can o- the name of your movie can only have words that have been in other James Bond titles, <laughs> so they all sound very like kill, kill, die, die, man, another day. <laughs> like it's all very strange. <laughs> Oh. Yes, yeah, it's all things like that. Man. It's like view to a casino of death. There's <laughs> something ridiculous like that. Uh, but well, I uh I look forward to seeing who the next James Bond will be because I am team Idris Elba. And so here's hoping. I would love Here's the thing. Here's my thing with Idris Elba. Oh, oh careful. He's, careful. <laughs> he's he's black. No, um he's he's a little too old for me. Because when they do these movies, like, Pierce, uh, Pierce Brosnan, the new one, uh, Daniel Craig has been doing it since, like, for, like, 15 years. So he has to have 15 years of staying power in him. I mean, I don't know. Like, if he just did two and then they went on, I don't think they will use Idris Elba. But that's my only thing about him is I feel like he's a little he's a little on the older side. Okay, so Idris Elba is 47. Daniel Craig currently is right. 51. Let's see. Was right. Casino Royale the first one that Daniel Craig was in? Yes. Um, let's see. So he was 30-something when it... Um, it was in 2006. So you're right. He was like 38. Um, okay. Well, He was my age, which let me tell you, that feels too old. So maybe he's going to be like a Pope Benedict Sixteenth, where like he's not in it for the long haul. He's here to make like a quick impact and then move on. Yes, folks, well, you I may just not, uh, compare James Bond and Idris Elba to Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Let me let me ask you this because I don't know that you'll actually care about this because it's it's funny all the things people keep saying. Because like, do they just go? This is the same James Bond. Like before Daniel Craig kind of restarted everything with Casino Royale, the implication was it was just the same guy played by a different actor, mm-hmm. who just happened to be in the prime of his life all the way from 19, you know, 62 to 19 to 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, so do they just go, this is the same guy and no one addresses the fact that he's changed into a well, black man so, or do they just well, go? Here's a question. How does Dr. Who handle that? Well, there's like a legitimate, like he's an alien and he regenerates oh, into a it. new face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, there's like a whole process. Yeah, no, I think, I think if we are pretending like it's the same person who's ageless and looks completely different, we can also just deal with the fact that now James Bond is a black person. But we're not doing that anymore because we restarted the series with Daniel oh, Craig. Okay, see, I, 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 I guess I don't know what you mean by restarted the series. They, it's, it's like rebooted it. Like, that was his first mission was Casino Royale. Oh, I see. Well, okay, then let's reboot it again. I, I mean, how many Spider-Man franchises do we have? That's a good point. The new Spider-Man, the Spider-Man, just kind of, like, jump in and go. Like, the new one, like, they haven't addressed, like, what happened to Uncle Ben or anything (gasps) like that. They just kind of went, you know what, you you know this story, we're just gonna go. No, I do, I just, I'm surprised they didn't, because I feel like that's a very, you know, character formulating part of the Spider-Man story. It's a little weird because they kind of let Iron Man carry be a little bit of his inspiration. Because there's this whole world of heroes... (laughs) <laughs> I like the new ones a lot. I just think they, they just don't really... Because they don't mess with the origin. They kind of deal with how what Spider-Man is doing now. Wow. Like in dealing with what's going on with the Avengers and anything. Uh-oh. But okay. 
If anybody wants to talk James Bond on the Facebook page, just hit me up. I can talk James Bond all day. But we're not here to talk about James Bond, are we? Lord? No, we're not. We're here to talk about everyone's favorite radio psychiatrist, Fraser Crane. Hello, Craniacs. That's right. Oh, sorry. Hello, Seattle. Welcome to Craniacs. <laughs> uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. And we're the Craniacs. We get together. Oh, we try to get together once a week. Uh, and talk about episodes of Frasier. I've been watching Frasier since its premiere in 1992. Um, so for a while, a lot of my life, really. Um, Ryan started watching it, what, almost what a year and a half ago? Two years ago? Oh my god, how long? A little bit more than a year and a okay. half ago. I was like, how long have we been as doing long as this? this has been go- <laughs> 56 episodes ago, I started watching Frasier. Um, so... Yeah, so I, I've, I've, now, I've been guiding him through this uh, this journey that he is on. <laughs> so when Laurel and I had a little production meeting about uh, what we were going to do today, um, it was funny because Laurel said, "Oh, well, we can we can talk a little bit about season four, and then we'll cover the the uh, the cliffhanger from last episode." And I was like, "There was a cliffhanger last episode." And started, lo and behold, starting to watch this new episode, I'm like, oh, they're jumping right back in. I don't remember this being, this didn't seem like something that needed to be wrapped up. Well, and that's where it's funny that, you know, I've watched it before, so I remembered what the second part was. But also, thinking back to 1997 when they did this, um, that is quite the leap in assuming that people are going to remember how the previous season ended and care. Yeah. Well, they kind of open it up, and this is jumping a little in that episode, and we wanted to talk a little bit about season four. Um, but they just kind of jump in, and he kind of re-explains what, what's going on. But I, I would have, I think if, if I had sat a year and then done it, I would have just assumed, oh, this is a weird way of setting up this episode. Yeah. Uh, okay, but not, not, and not, not, really. not to, uh, you know, minimize season four, because we haven't really recapped that yet. I... Did uh, right. as I mentioned, I did a little research into season four, and I really think that season four is a bit of a turning point for Frasier, like as a series. Interesting. We what makes you say that? Well, okay. So first of all, there were only eight guest callers this season. To, to put that into perspective, season one had thirty-two guest callers. So wow. I think they're leaning on like that kind of gimmick less now, and I think they're taking Frasier out of the radio station a bit more and focusing more on, you know, kind of the entertainment and conflict within his like home life, which luckily for you still involves mm-hmm. a lot of Roz. Yes. Um, also I just, in some first, like this season, we meet Sherry who does not go away anytime soon. I hate to tell you. Was that this season? It was this season. Yeah. This season, this season feels a little long, I think, because we took a little while yeah, to get through we did. it. We did. Um, Thank you, listeners, for putting up with us. But um, we also, Niles moves into the Montana, where mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain, and I may be wrong, but he lives until maybe the end of the series, or until as long as I can remember. So, um, yeah, it's just a, a lot of things, kind of, like, Niles actually, like, well, starts to pursue a divorce with Maris, and then they go into couples counseling. But we also meet Frederick... The actor is that is that what's currently is happening right now? Yeah, the, like where we yeah, are in the series by the end. That's what's yeah that they're in yeah. couples counseling. Um, we also meet the actor who's going to play Frederick for the rest of the series. Oh, that's good. We meet we meet Baby the Bird. Yes, yes. Who may who may be one of my favorite characters on the show? Yes, and we say goodbye we do, to the we, dog. When, <laughs> <laughs> when we do, uh, we talked about doing this one time. When we do uh, Frasier minor character so, uh, bracket, we, I'm going to insist try and get Baby Bird on there. We, I 100% agree that we need to do a bracket like that. Maybe in March when uh, everyone else is filling out those basketball brackets, which I refuse to do because I'm terrible at it. Um, we could do a Frasier. <laughs> Although I, we probably need to wait till the end of the series because some of my favorite minor characters haven't showed yes. up yet. Or, or at least a little further. Or you could just do one every year and just, just as they're introduced. It's true. We could, we'll figure we could it do out. a guest caller bracket for for right now. Um, anyway, but what what did you think of season four? Because we are nearing the halfway point of our Frasier um, experiment. Well, I I feel like I thought 
I mean, part of it is like like I said because we took so long to get through it, and part of it is it, it just feels like it, like I'm like oh I don't really remember season four, and then I'm like wait no that was season four that wasn't season three. I mean, I, I, I agree with you that there's there's some big changes. Um, there's also some kind of just was this a season where where he start he, he was he was kicked out last season, Niles, right? Yes, yes. Right. So that it feels like this one, while at the same time he talked about getting a divorce with Maris, he just kind of floundered and stayed. You know, by the end of the season, he hasn't really done gone much i don't know it's 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 definitely not one of my favorite ones there's some good episodes in it that i I remember but i you know sherry is one that like i could i could live i could give or take sherry sometimes i like her sometimes i don't well it's funny i i pulled up the emmys that they won for this season and it only it won only two emmys it was nominated for six and it won two um, it won for outstanding directing for the the episode where we meet Baby the Bird uh, to kill a talking bird. Oh, to kill a talking bird! That was a great ep- episode. That one I remember just absolutely loving. And it also won for best comedy series. It won for the fourth year in a row for best comedy series. I had no idea it, it was this much of a juggernaut. <laughs> no, I remember like I just remember the Emmys. It's like oh, and then Frasier's gonna win the comedy series. Like it was kind of like there's. Typically, there's one show that just everyone loves that kind of... As long as you exist, you get to win the comedy series. It was, like, Veep recently, and before that, it was Frasier. I feel like there was one more. Yeah, I guess I... Well, 30 Rock won all the time, and then Modern Family won a bunch. I guess... You're you're right. I think I was too young to really be watching the Emmys regularly and paying attention to things and just have no recollection of this. Um, But other nominations were... Kelsey Grammer was nominated specifically for for my favorite episode, Ham Radio. Um... (laughs) <laughs> David Hyde Pierce yes. was nominated for Mixed Doubles, which is, I believe, the episode where they meet the women at Nervosa and they go away with them for the weekend. Yes, where we saw Megan Mullally. Yes, yes. Um, James Earl Jones was nominated as a guest actor for the episode you did with Tara, Roz's Crance and Goldenstein are dead. Yes. And then uh, Marsha Mason to play Sherry was nominated, um, but none of none of them won. What? <laughs> Why? She like? I don't know. Uh, she, she's a memorable. <laughs> that doesn't I mean, seem like a very. I mean, you have to think about it. that's probably a hard role to play. Like you and I are like, oh, it's super easy, but it's a hard role to play to be like that viably obnoxious. And she's also I she's mean... Oscar nominated, so she's got some chops. I mean, I think during that, I pretty much pointed out which ones were my favorite, which was To Kill a Talking. Like, oh, the three you just mentioned were definitely my favorites. Um, Wait, are you... Are you are, mostly just because of the blind. Are, are you coming around on Ham Radio? Ham Radio was was pretty good. Did I, did I say I not liked I didn't like I, I it. Think, I want to say you gave it, like, a seven, and I considered ending the podcast, so... <laughs> Seven's pretty good. I, I thought gave it a I ten. thought the first half was like, eh. and right. like the second yes. half was good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just it's okay. It's fine. I just I like to hedge my bets when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, I don't know what else did you want to talk about this season well, four? Did you have anything I, I, else I, you I wanted feel to? I like think that might be kind of it. I just. Yeah, I just want to make sure we gave season four its due diligence in. It's due. So. Well, if if you guys remember from last episode, uh, season four ends with, uh, oh my god, I just read something horrifying about the last episode of season four. What? Uh, uh, note, the man who proposes at the restaurant says he hopes he and his fiance will die at the exact same moment. One of the messages Laura, mis- Laura, Laura mistakenly leaves on Fraser's answering machine states that she will be arriving on American Flight 11. Ar- ironically, American F- Airlines Flight 11 flew from Boston to Los Angeles and was one of the four flights hijacked on 9-11. Fraser's creator and producer, David Engel, and his wife were Lynn were among flight. the crew and passengers who died on Flight 11. Holy cow! Okay, so... Okay. <laughs> First of all, who does that kind of research? Who? Well, here, 
I'm sure it gets around, but I love how it's just it's written as like no, like fun fact. It's like no, no, no. <laughs> this is awful. Wow. That is. That is. I feel like my core oh. temperature has dropped like five degrees after reading. Like the whole energy of the podcast went like, huh. That is. I. That's rough. I mean that that is that is that's really heavy to say the least. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, to, I mean, like, as I was saying, uh, the way it ended was uh, <laughs> Frazier was uh, talking to Linda Hamilton, and she <laughs> made him aware that uh, she was married, so they couldn't he couldn't go off with her. But then he decided to be spontaneous when a good-looking woman said, "Oh, I'm going to Acapulco," and he was like, "Well, me too." And he just got a speaking of pre nine eleven world he's just like oh since i'm hanging out in this airport past security i'll just get a ticket and hop on this plane to wherever no no big deal to which i may have said i don't know if i just thought it or i said it i'm like well this isn't gonna end well when he has to reveal to her what's really happening and sure enough that's the beginning of this episode is they're on the plane well yeah let me give you the netflix synopsis uh the episode it's yeah. season five episode one <laughs> fraser's imaginary friend which is a fantastic title um, while visiting Mexico, Frazier meets a beautiful supermodel named Kelly Easterbrook, and the two have a red-hot fling. I have to say, not a bad synopsis. Yep. Um, I think I... Yes, and then this, we have a second part on, on the IMDb, which is unfortunately he has some trouble convincing his friends and family that she is real. And then the picture they have on IMDb is the picture is the scene we see later of him trying to take a picture of her, a selfie of her while she's asleep. Which I don't know what did what did you think about this episode? So I, I not to say sound like a broken record. I remember this episode from when I first watched it. I watching it now. I chortled several times while watching it. Uh, Laurel, I didn't laugh once. What? <laughs> like I was just like okay. Like it did nothing for me. I just felt bad because I was like, Frazier, everything you're doing here is dumb. I, so it, it wasn't Frazier that made me laugh. It was his family's reactions as they slowly decided that Frazier was going crazy and that they needed to, like, coddle him. <laughs> and when they're like, Frazier, we love you. I just, or when they, like, show up at the restaurant and she has just left and Frazier's excuses, which are real, sound so fake. <laughs> Right. I just. I, I, I don't. I don't, I, just, I don't know. Perhaps I just love Frazier looking like a fool for most of the episode. <laughs> I think it's clear I, that I, I really I, actually don't like the character of Frazier. <laughs> I. I don't know. I just. The whole time I was like, okay. And then, the, like, it's like, and then this happened, and I was, like, looking at my phone, and I was just like, hmm, the, the, like, it, it, I don't know what about this episode just really didn't do much for me. So it's not, it's not, um, the, you, so, you weren't, like, rubbed the wrong way by this episode. You just were like, eh. Yeah, like, I look, I'm not, I'm pro, spoiler, I'm not going to give it a good rating, but I'm not going to give it, be like, it was awful. I was just like, didn't do, it, it did nothing for me, which probably rates it pretty low for a comedy series. But. Speaking of season four, I think, and I don't remember which episode it was, it was a recent one, though, I gave my lowest rating I think I've ever given in a Frasier episode in season four. I believe so. Um, well, I actually took quite a few notes on this episode. Um, I took one note, <laughs> if I could just plug it in real quick. Uh, I don't remember how exactly I worded it, I don't see it, but... Um, uh, for the return of Frazier's chest I hair. I wrote down, not just chest hair, body hair. There was so, yeah. his whole torso it looked, was like a sweat. And it looked thicker under just right, it looked like he'd like combed it up and like <laughs> teased it up here. It was so gross. I was like, oh, that's a lot, dude. Like you couldn't see his nipples. Like I, he just looked like, like this may not, this may not uh, track with you, but there was, there, oh, you don't have pretty brothers or sisters, so there's no reason you'd ever see this. But there was a T-Man character called Moss Man that you could get a little toy, and he had like this kind of fuzzy body. So it was like, ooh, he's made of moss. That's what he looked like to me. I'm gonna send you a picture of Moss Man. Uh, yeah, please post that to the Facebook group for the listeners who may <laughs> not be as enlightened as you. Um, well, okay, so my, my first thought was. This is actually probably a little bit of what it's like when you're dating a celebrity and you're a normal, as as I like to say. 
uh, a normal where it's like people probably don't really believe you and the celebrity is also probably like hey don't like i don't want our lives to get you know eaten up by the paparazzi so let's like keep this on the dl kind of thing and they cancel a lot because they're a celebrity and they always have to like jet off places or have like an audition or whatever so in some ways i was well like, i think that was part of my thing is like he it, I, I sent you that picture by the way if you want to look on the hang on the other on the hangout but um I feel like he was also kind of jumping the gun on calling it a relationship. Like, they spent a weekend together, and he's like, my girlfriend! And I was like, okay, dude, I, take it easy. clearly... Okay, first of all, Mossman is terrifying! <laughs> yes. Um, also, oh, he, he, but he, he looks like the poor man's Hulk. Right, but can you see, like, zoom in on it, you can see that's actually, like, textured. M- must I, like, must I zoom in? I don't really want to zoom in. Zoom in. Oh, oh yeah, it looks like he's covered in astroturf. Like it's not just plastic, like yeah. that's actually it looks like yeah. He's covered in astroturf. Which made him a terrible action figure because everything stuck to him. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Things I don't lose sleep over. Um, so I and, and, and this is where I ask, have you ever dated a celebrity? No. Uh, okay, neither have I. But my one of my okay i was like i'm I'm more interested in the (laughs) follow-up um but one of my good friends his roommate dated aziz ansari for a while this was maybe like four or five years ago gosh now i'm trying to remember when he lived with when that was when she was his roommate and i don't remember um but yeah it was probably four or five years ago it was before it was before master of none um i want to say parks and rec well, he was living in New York at the yeah. time, so I'm guessing Parks and Rec had ended. So it must have been right in between, like, Parks and Rec and Master of None and everything. Um, but, yeah, she dated she dated him for a while. And, like, she would go to New York a lot. And I think he, like, came to their place in D.C., like, a few times. And um, I, I can't think of a few things I'd want to do less than dating a famous person. Well, I think... Uh, like, I just can't be bothered. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I'm like one degree of separation from Aziz Ansari. Because I, I also know the girl that he was dating. So, But apparently they broke up because he really was looking for a wife, looking to get wifed up. And she was like... Looking to get wifed up. And then he, she was not... She was not... Uh, she, if I recall correctly, she came from rather a rather wealthy family. And she was like, I don't need... I basically don't need any of your world to live a happy life. So... I'm good. I, 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 f- oh, never mind. I, I, I just, yeah, I stand by my statement of like, I can't think of anything. I, I just be, it, it just seems like a hassle um, of, of being like tangentially famous. <laughs> oh, I, I completely agree. I think any perks you would get completely are outweighed by all of the negatives. Um, that's why I always feel like, that's why I feel like Prince Harry and Meghan that's true love because she knew what she was getting into. Like she knew how terrible it was going to be and loved him enough. She's having a little bit of a rough time, isn't she? She, I mean, well, yes. Yeah. Or she's being very open about she it. Is, which like good for her. Cause I feel like she's probably, she is probably having a bit of a rougher time than other members of the Royal family have had or like people who've married into it, but um, they don't, they have no one to talk to and they don't feel like they can be open about it. And I think she's, managed to stay like right, really right. grounded about all of this and she has outlets outside of the royal family and like the aristocracy have you watched season three of the crown um, yet I, i've i've watched a few episodes speaking of like insight into the like we can't tell everyone how we feel yes well that's my queen impression it was like she was I, here, I, I know. exactly the queen is, has not jumped on the call or yes, again you know i was in london just a few months ago it's like i was right back there um, although yeah. apparently Netflix now has a podcast because they heard about our podcast and got jealous. Um, Netflix now has a podcast <laughs> about the crown, like the showrunner talking about the show. Is it called Crowning Achievements? Sadly, I believe it's called The Crown Podcast. The podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, which Hire me to name your podcast, yeah, I know. I mean, you need a good pun. Go at least one of your top five people should be Ryan to talk to. Um but no, apparently they, they reiterate in every episode how speculative everything is. They're like, well, of course we really don't know. Yes. And and yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it kind of goes to that uh, 
listeners, Ryan and Tara and I hung out last night and we talked about the new Mr. Rogers movie. And a lot of that movie is like kind of exaggerated and speculation and stuff. And I'm kind of like, mm, I don't really have time for this. What else you got on this oh, episode? I mean, like, you, I feel like you're going to have to film I, this stuff. The, yeah. I have a lot of, I mean. Uh, uh, what, what is the supermodel's name again? Kelly Easterbrook, played by Celia Ward. What else is she? I know she's, okay, so she's the wife who dies in The Fugitive. Oh my gosh, she is. You're right. So she, I first knew who she was when she was in a show called Once and Again about uh, two single parents dating and trying to like blend their families. Um, I feel like she's on one of Tara's shows about murder. I don't know which one. Possibly Criminal Minds. She's um, she's now sixty three. Um, she she looks great oh, now because she's like she has always looked great. Like she is. Yeah, always. like she looked great in this. Like it's funny because I, this is kind of going towards our like how to like because here's my thing about this one because I know I always say I hate when Frazier dates a supermodel like. This one did it, I think, in a good way because a she looks amazing, but she doesn't look like what I would call a supermodel. Mm-hmm. But she, but for, I guess she looks like a supermodel who would be fertilizing iguana eggs to me. That was perfect casting there. Well, she also looks like <laughs> remember, at one point she sounds like she's gone down to part time modeling. She looks like a supermodel who probably like yeah fifteen years ago was the person that we rolled our eyes at when she was interested in Fraser. So. Oh, that was well. Well, I'll get back to that in a sec. But that, that's what I liked about it because it was Frazier. Frazier dates a supermodel, and everyone goes, "Yeah, right." Frazier, like that was. I was like, "Okay, I'm okay with this version of Frazier dating a supermodel." Let's make fun of Frazier yeah. for dating a supermodel. What is the difference between a model and a supermodel? Um, I one fights crime. <laughs> um, so I have heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I have heard a supermodel. Um, the super comes from the types of fashion shows you walk in. Okay. So if you walk in some of the like, like if you walk in like Gucci in, at the pair at Paris Fashion Week, or you know, kind of the caliber of fashion houses that you work with. But I don't. But I also don't know. I mean, I don't know a, if that's true or if that's just like what us normals think. You know what? Let, let, let me just look that. Yeah, up. I've, I mean, if only we had a magic answering machine at our fingertips. To answer these types of questions. I was just wondering that because it's like... Because that was another thing. They, they skipped right from like... Like, Fraser didn't date a model. Fraser dated a supermodel. Like a... Yeah. W- in a magazine he was reading. The first thing that Google pulled up is the Wikipedia page, which like I don't love. But it says, it's a highly paid fashion model who usually has a worldwide reputation and often a background in haute couture and commercial modeling. <laughs> Supermodels have branded themselves as household names and worldwide recognition is associated with their modeling careers. You bring up a good question though of like what like what are, who are the supermodels of today? Like obviously Cindy Crawford no longer models and like Christy Brinkley and stuff. Kate Upton? Does she st- is she still a model? Does she still model? I mean, I it's been a long time since I've stolen my mother's Victoria's Secret catalog, <laughs> so I don't really exactly know who the, who the supermodels are anymore. Well, I, I I guess it might be like Gigi Hadid might be like. Do you, do you know who that is? I'm debating whether you made that name <laughs> up. I did type in Gigi and Had- Gigi Hadid came up first. Oh, I think I've seen and her like before. And like Carly Kloss. Um, they're... Oh, yeah. Carly Kloss and Gigi Hadid and, <laughs> and Cara- uh, Wendy Baconator <laughs> and... <laughs> Cara Delevingne, you know. Okay, I can tell that I'm more... Her I know, her I know. She's the actress too, right? Oh, has she been an actress? Okay, I don't know. So basically, I'm just naming... She's the one with the, the eyebrows, correct? I, I don't know. Yes. I'm just naming... She's, I'm in, just naming, she's in a bunch of I'm stuff. I'm naming members of Taylor Swift's squad, basically, at this point, so... Um... Yes, Carrie Delevingne has, is, has kind of moved into acting lately, and she has amazing eyebrows. Okay. Um... Just... Just Google it. I, I'm, I'm good. Uh, you're laughing, but you're going to look at it, and that's the first thing you're going to think is eyebrows. Oh, okay. Just to keep you happy. That's that's why we do everything around here. Let's see. Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> it brought up, like, photos of many people and not just Cara Delevingne. And yes. now I got to figure out, oh, yeah, okay, she does, yeah. I mean, now you've said eyebrows, so I'm like, you know. Oh. And yeah, but she. It brought up a bunch of people who I guess are also supermodels. Oh, British models. I don't know who happens. Just Google supermodel. Welcome to Googling with Laurel and Ryan. 
this is a backdoor pilot for our new podcast, <laughs> Googling with Laurel and Tara's going to walk in and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yes. So, um, and- but she's immediately attracted to his Brillo pad of a chest. Yes. And I mean, so if she's, looks like she's 63 now and this episode was in 1997, which is 22 years ago. So that means she was like four, let's just say she was late thirties, early forties. Totally makes sense that she, she would be interested in Frasier. Frasier, who's uh, perennially 43. Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't know if you saw the chatter on our handle on Twitter about Frasier's age this week. No. Well, you need to check that out. Um, A, a, a listener, the... um, Brad Bayanov. Hi, Brad. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, pointed out that, well, just confirmed that Frazier was 41 in season one, but that if three years have really passed, we don't know how much time has passed. Frazier should be older than 43. Anyway. Holy moly. We've got four emails this week. Wow. Should we do them all right now or should we save any? Well, no, let's finish up our thoughts on this and we'll do them at the end. Do you, like, what, do you have anything else for this oh, episode? Have, have Are we good with it? I mean, the, I, I have a, hit me with it all. Get me with it all. Say, Keep going. I, you're, 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 you're driving this carriage. I, I'm just going to make this episode rain on you. So, first of all, I said at the, oh, at the very beginning, when Frazier is, like, talking to the woman on the plane that he's followed on the plane from Acapulco, I said he sounds like an incel. Um. <laughs> yes. Isn't this cute? No. Yeah, no, it's not. Um. <laughs> That when Niall says that it's so unlike Frasier to, you know, board a plane without luggage and clothing and a slumber mask, that is what my friends would say about me. They would be like, Laurel would never leave home without her sleep mask. Something is terribly wrong. <laughs> um, I, I, Do you remember the thing he did that was like, it, it, was, it was like, he might be doing something strange and then he walked out with his towel on his head and he's like, oh, nothing refreshes. Like that whole bit was kind of funny. I'm glad you found one nugget to hold on to in this episode. <laughs> um, I, 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 an LOL was the Club Med Oath of Silence. Yes. Um, oh, I, this is just a nitpick. Frazier offers her, he's like, I just got a new Beaujolais Nouveau, which may sound familiar to listeners as it's a popular Thanksgiving wine. It's like peak season is, it's a, it's the wine you're supposed to serve a turkey. It's a red wine. It's, it's harvest date and everything makes it perfect, like the timeline wise for Thanksgiving. And so when he was like, I have a Beaujolais Nouveau, I was like, it's not Thanksgiving, Frazier. What are you doing? I know it was around, if we're going by the timeline of when the last episode was released, and this was a few weeks afterwards, we're talking late May, early June. Yeah. I guess it all depends on when Roz's birthday is because. Calling you out, Frazier. Just saying. It just seems like a faux pas that Frazier wouldn't, um, wouldn't make um, and then and make. then the, the rest of the comments were more about for Kelsey Grammer's body hair so we can skip those I just kept being like Ooh. so much body hair oh, it's like a sweater it was a lot it felt it felt like more than usual well guys we are, are going to take a little bit of a break and from we're just doing this episode today and because we have four four entries into the oh and one of the yeah we're at four entries into the uh male pattern baldness bag so we're just gonna re going all the way back to october oh. i feel like i was checking every episode for a while and then i just stopped and I so say, here I we go this like one is from someone october. fell down on their job of checking the male pattern baldness bag so this one is is, is from a uh, listener brandon who uh went to high school with me so i was listening to this week's session and when ryan was talking about meeting up with his friend he hadn't seen in over a decade was that friend me Either way, I agree meeting with old friends is kind of awkward, but still fun to see an old face. On the bright side of this meetup between us, there was a little gym that came out of it. The picture is attached to this email. I do think this needs to make a comeback as a profile pic. Uh, the show is doing great. Keep it up from Brandon. Uh, the picture is... So, Brandon, you were not specifically who I was speaking of. Um, I remember seeing you a while back, and it was not awkward at all. It was very nice. Brandon was also a guy, uh, when I turned 25, I decided I had a party at the, uh, um, you might have been there, but it was at the, uh, uh. The Flying Saucer. Yes. Oh, I was <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I, 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 I just decided, I I'm there. just. I think I was there. This was 13 years ago. 
but I just uh, I just decided I'm just going to invite all my Facebook friends. And it was weird, the random people that showed up. But it was nice to see people I hadn't seen in a while. And Brandon was one of them. That was really nice. The picture he's referring to, we I met saw him at, they do a, <clears throat> excuse me, they do a, um, a, a, a very small comic book convention here in, in Austin called Staple, which is all independent published things. And it's it's really cool to get to kind of see, you know, it's like indie comics and stuff like that. But he was there, and he took a uh, panoramic picture of everything around him, and I kind of stepped into it weird. So I have this Picasso-looking picture of me where like my eyes are on one side of my face, and I'll have to I'll have to have to send it around. But that's the picture he's referring to. But yes, Brandon, you were not the awkward friend from high school I was referring to. I don't th- I don't know if I was referring to anyone specific or just that general scenario happening well, and, and so. to follow up on that a little bit now that i have moved to austin and away from living three minutes from my the high school i went to and everything i can honestly say in my two month sabbatical in dallas i did not run into a single soul that i went to school with or if i did, oh really or if i did they have changed so much in appearance that i did not recognize them right right right, right. um so this next one is long I'm going to read it and we'll edit it. We'll edit it as we see okay. fit. Okay, so this is from Brad. Uh, Hello, Craniacs. I've been a Frasier fan for a long time, though not as long as Laurel. I started watching Frasier when it was in syndication in the early 2000s. It was one of the shows I relaxed with after work during my first job after college. I even collected a full series set of the DVDs before Netflix was a thing, though I misplaced or loaned out season two at some point, and I never got around to replacing it. I feel like I've, I, when I used to have like full sets of, of DVDs, I would always be like, I've got all of this except for season four. Well, well, you know, I felt like that you get a your lot. season back except for one disc. And he would be like, but I yes. need that disc. All right, we had some friends who let and lent us out Fringe recently, and they just, like, literally just gave us all the CDs, like, on the pinky. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I watched the show, the whole series with my wife once, and she enjoyed it, but she didn't really become a fan. So I still watch it myself from time to time, usually on my phone, when I'm sitting in one of my kids' bedrooms while they're trying to fall asleep and want some company. <laughs> Man, I when I was a kid, like we were talking, I was talking about this with a friend about sleeping in like parents' bed. I never slept in my parents' bed, but I would like demand my dad came in and would sleep on the floor till I fell asleep. And at the time, I was like, "Why won't you do it?" Now I'm like, "Oh, I can't imagine having to do that." I I mean, uh, congratulations to my parents. I was a very easy sleeper um, when I was a child. I never slept in their bed. But did you say congratulations (laughs) to your parents? I I should really say. You're welcome. <laughs> Congratulations to my parents on having me, Laurel, <laughs> the oh, easy sleeper. I say that to them a lot. <laughs> I'm like, you're welcome for being a good kid. Um, oh my God, it's such a, sing- a single child. I think that's sentiment. the thing. That there's, no, there's really no one else they can compare me to. But no, the family I babysat for, their son was a terrible sleeper. And I would often like mm-hmm. sit in his room at like the foot of his bed, like on the floor, with a book and a flashlight and like read for an hour until I was sure he was asleep. And then I would like crawl out of his room. <laughs> awesome. Well, okay. So, so anyway. Brad goes on. Uh, recently I ran across a Fraser community on Reddit and then he's got a link and it's pretty cool to see a bunch of people who all still remember and enjoy the show. I even realized that there were currently active podcasts about Fraser, So I ended up searching around and found craniacs. Yay, search engines. I've burned through your whole back catalog in about a month. Oh, oh God, I'm sorry we're not coming out any faster. <laughs> and I've really enjoyed hearing you talk about the show. Thankfully, you were pretty close to where I was in my current rewatch, but I'm going to try and keep up with you from here on out. I'm willing to bet you may lap us, Brad, yes. but thank you so much. It's, it's, it's very gratifying to hear we have a new listener. Yes. And someone neither of us is related yes, to. Yes, somebody that neither of us knows. <laughs> I, I, love, I love strangers. Um, no, thank you, Brad. That's great. Also, I want to... Thanks for sharing the link to this Reddit. This is going to come up in the court. Did Laurel, in fact, say, I love strangers? And it's like, yes, yes, she did. Um, well, there's no way you can prosecute. I, I, w- I would love to check out that Reddit community of people who also love Frasier. So thanks for sharing that link, Brad. Tell, t- tell a friend. Yeah, I'll post that up. Yeah, t- yeah, yeah. Let your... Let, let, well, I mean, not your wife, because she doesn't seem to like Frasier that much, but... I don't know. Does she like? Uh, we talk about a lot of non Fraser yeah. stuff. How does she feel about Harry Potter and wrestling? <laughs> exactly. 
Um, now we got a a, a, a Gary a Gary uh, uh, excuse me an Uncle, Uncle Gary, Gary message. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, love the HGTV reference in session 54. I too can never understand how a dog groomer and a part-time nanny can afford $750,000 for a house in Los Angeles. I think they run internet scams on the side. Also, how come on every house hunters, the two people always want to live in different areas and in different style homes? Maybe you two shouldn't be together. (laughs) Sherry's character borders on ridiculous to me at times. I don't think anyone is so oblivious as to ruin multiple dates for someone bringing up rashes and such. Thankfully, I don't have anyone like that in my life. Uh, Gary, I can tell you that there are people, some people do have relatives who do that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm talking about my relatives, not you, Gary. I don't know how you <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I also thought you were looking at me while you are saying that. I was like, do you think I'm that person? <laughs> no, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm, well, not that any of my folks listen. I don't tell them I do a podcast much, so... Oh, speaking of me coughing, the next one is from uh, my friend and listener Adam, and it's entitled Man Cough. (laughs) My wife likes to remind me that men overreact to being sick all the time. It's a thing. That was it. Thank you, Adam, for your email. Uh, Not necessarily for sticking with your bros over uh, wife's yo. (laughs) Glad glad you changed that second word. Um... Well, it seems rude. Well, also... <laughs> Plus, I like his wife. <laughs> listeners, I'd like to point out that Ryan earlier this week had a sinus infection. And I definitely thought we were going to be dealing with a case of man cold. So, um, but he is on the mend. No, I just... I'm very, like... Like, I have a lot of sinus infections. So, I just... I know what they are when they're coming. And I just was like, okay, I got to go to the doctor now. Like, this is what I do. It's like, I go to the doctor. He gives me a steroid and antibiotic. I take a day off work. I'm good. And then I went and he was like, you have a low-grade fever. And I'm like, oh. If you if you are running a fever, to me, that means you're contagious and you should in no way be there. So when people are like, right, absolutely. hey, I'm running like a slight, like, for example, I ran a volunteer thing this weekend and a lot of volunteers backed out at the last minute. Um, and one, you know, as people do, um, and one person came and she was holding like a, uh, thing of saltines and she's like yeah my stomach's just been a little upset this morning so I'm just like eating some saltines to settle it and I didn't want to be like are you pregnant but I kind of wanted to be like if you are ill you can leave like we don't yeah. need I, I, if you have a stomach virus if you're hungover that's one thing but like if you have a stomach virus as, like you don't know what's up like please go home as someone with a, a, a disease that presents in, in a immune deficiency sometimes please go home if you're yes. sick we have so many creeping cruds just like in any in any that's just the game industry is like a slight cold well everyone has to you know get on the carousel and take their turn on the oh yeah having the cold i think when i shared a cube with somebody at my first job um my work husband he and i i think there's only one time that one of us was sick and the other wasn't we were always we always got each other sick because we sat two and a half feet from mm-hmm. each other so well, that's uh, that's uh, that's been sick talk with Laurel and Ryan, but that is that is the oh oh that was four, four. that was Gary Brad yeah the last one was just uh, Adam throwing me under the bus I about but anyway uh, um, I, I combined yes and Brad in my mind okay well thanks so much for writing guys and I promise we will check this yeah more absolutely frequently um, if the rest of you are looking for a good way to contact us, do I have some news for you? We are at Craniacs. We are Craniacs at Gmail, C R A N E I A C S, at Craniacs on Twitter. We have a Facebook group. Check that out. That's where I'm going to post it. When I say, oh, yeah, I'll post it on the group. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, you obviously know what we're on because you're listening to us but if for some reason you happen to be overhearing someone on a bus listening to us we're on stitcher spotify overcast and itunes um leave us a five-star review please uh, if you leave us less than a st- four-star review there's probably something better you could be doing with your time and i bet laurel has a good suggestion my of first what suggestion to do. is be that the host of the podcast should rate the episode they were just talking about but then <laughs> right four <laughs> for what for uh don't you pick it don't the that camera was pretty okay. crazy okay good i'm giving it seven slumber masks <laughs> there you go um so uh the holiday season is upon us and you may be wondering what to give somebody maybe your family has put a price limit on gifts maybe you're a little strapped for cash and you want to give somebody something that's meaningful but also doesn't cost you a lot 
you know what you can do? You can give them the gift of a podcast. If you go to the... Our Craniac shirts available now on <laughs> Tupac. No, I'm just kidding. If you go to giftofpodcast.com, it will I'm gonna go right print now. out a little certificate for with a how-to guide of how to subscribe to podcasts, as well as your recommendation for a podcast that you think somebody would like. You could suggest... Oh, my goodness. I don't know. A podcast about Craniacs? a about, Okay, I was gonna bury the lead a little bit and say a podcast. Okay, here, I'll, here. Uh, I'm sorry, I won't talk over you again. Do it again. Do it again. You could suggest a podcast about I don't know a radio psychiatrist in Seattle who happens to have his own TV show that maybe makes you long for the era when times were simpler and you could go to the gate in the airport without a ticket. In which case you might tell them to uh, subscribe to Craniacs. <laughs> And if they don't like that show, well, they'll like all the other stuff we talk about because we don't talk about Frasier all that much. Um, Yeah, so just uh, for anybody in your life, because podcasts are good for anybody, um, we recommend um, the gift, giving the gift of podcast. Stocking stuffer, wrap it up and put a bow on it. (laughs) Priceless. Hashtag tell tell Mima about (laughs) Craniacs. Well, cool. This is this is really cool. I'm actually taking a look at it. I mean, I feel like this would be if I gave this to somebody instead of like in, in lieu. Like it, it it seems even less than the like twenty dollars has been donated in your name to a soup kitchen. It's just like here are some podcasts. I like. Are you? This is okay. This is another thing I feel like you do. It's like for this Christmas, I'm giving one everyone the gift of my impeccable taste <laughs> in entertainment. Oh, so as I don't know, I don't know if any of my married friends listen to this, but. For my, like, good friends when they get married, like, right when they get engaged, I'm like, hello, I'd like to give you an engagement gift. (laughs) And it is the gift of song. And I offer to sing a solo at their wedding. Guys, I am not a, like, I am not a good singer. I am no way a soloist. Like, it's a joke, but it's always funny for, like, a few minutes when you can tell they're like, oh, God, is she serious? (laughs) And I will be like, you are welcome to pick from the soundtrack to Rent. Celine Dion's catalog. (laughs) See, that's funny because in my head, the way I saw it was uh, if, if if you had come to our wedding, I would have been like, all right, Laurel, we've got five minutes for you to sing your solo. And you're up there and you're like, Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. Like, just like, like, what do I know all the words to? Sadly, I would I would default to my go-to karaoke song, which is Bonnie Raitt's Something to Talk About. And perhaps like not, I mean, not a bad wedding song, but not probably the vibe you were going for. That would have no. I think that would have fit into the aesthetic of our okay. band. Oh, the oh, well, band. yes, them a hundred percent. That is. Like, when people ask me what I miss about DC, I do. I'm like, well, I miss my friends, but I, I, I miss like having easy access to like good cover bands like Nineteenth Street Band. I mean, you do live in Austin yeah, now, just, so I, it's gonna take you. I just gotta. You need to go see Chandler and the Bings. Oh, yeah. I just. 90s 90s yeah. cover band if any of you are austin people besides my co-host um you know just let, let me know if you have recommendations for things i need to try out because it's almost like overwhelming to figure out what to do in this city well guys uh we i thank you so much for listening thank you for sending your email please keep doing that please hashtag tell me ma about craniacs uh also, give give people the gift of good podcast please taste. let us know what you called your grandmother if it wasn't me because i didn't call anyone <laughs> me so so but until next time i'm ryan I'm Laurel. and we're listening Bye, y'all.